Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus 14 degrees in Edmonton, minus 11 degrees in Calgary, minus 14 degrees in Saskatoon, and 1 degree in Toronto. Thank you, Evie, and happy International Women's Day. She doesn't seem very excited. She will be. I'll make her. Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Come join the live show. Be a part of it. Bring your questions. Get them answered. Take some action. What do you say? Huh? Hey. Ho. Let's go. <laughs> if you can't make the live show, you can listen to the uh, the, the recorded uh, episodes on iTunes and Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, if you are on iTunes, go ahead over there and give it a give it a smash that like and subscribe. <laughs> Kids laughing at me at the other end of the room. Because <laughs> you're lame. Leave, leave a rating and you know and review it. Goes a long way. I mean, if like if you're if you're able to, if you got nothing going on, if you're busy, no, no, it's okay. If you're no, if you're busy, it's fine. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we got a special guest today. We do. Uh, Randall Weiss from DCI is coming on. We're going to be talking about student rentals today. Very excited about that. Very popular topic. In Ontario. And others in other provinces. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't hear much about it here. There's like little pockets, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, um, different strokes for, for different folks. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Josh was the first person uh, in today. Congratulations to Josh into the live show. Uh, which one? <laughs> Joshua <laughs> Wingert. Congratulations, Josh. What an accomplishment. Uh, <laughs> I've only done it like twice. I try every I single you're being morning. Sarcastic. No, I'm being Leave him alone. I'm being very serious. Um, we've got Listina <laughs> and Eric here as well, and and uh, and uh, Don's here. Good morning to Don. Good morning, Tyson. Don. Good morning, Tyson. Uh, Cody and Paul. Good morning, guys. Uh, Glenn's here, and Chaston's here, and Matt's here. Lichier, in case you're wondering. <laughs> um, Justin's here, and Denis. Good morning. And uh, I seen this here, and Leo and Ken. Brooker's here. Had a great coaching call with Brooker last night. Hey, hey, Brooker. Had a late one. Yeah. Jagger's here. Good morning. Good morning, Patrick. Beep, beep, beep. Um, so, <clears throat> any updates from you? For for what? I don't know. <laughs> Put me on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> um, no. Not really? Not really. I mean... You've been doing tenant signings. Yeah. I saw a bunch of um, 
We have uh, email notifications yeah. that a bunch of signatures were made. We have uh, three out of five uh, signed. Uh, fourth is unclear. And uh, fifth, uh, we've given her a couple weeks to think about it. So, hmm. yeah. What's, t- what's wrong with your coffee? Can you taste that coffee? <laughs> what the hell did you put in there? Cardamom? <laughs> taste it, and then you'll then you'll the only thing you're going to think of is cardamom. Uh, it tastes normal to me. Uh, I did just use a little mouthwash before I came down. There's something wrong with that coffee. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, so what's 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 going on with the fifth tenant? Uh, we gave her a couple of weeks to think about it because we gave her a pretty uh, significant um, increase. Interesting. What? Why are you looking at me like you were like, part like, of that conversation? Like I, like I don't approve. Yeah, you're looking at me like. I don't remember. What that. did you do? <laughs> what about the other one that wasn't responding? So we had one tenant that. Um, uh, we sent an email. She hasn't been responding to any emails. Yeah, she hasn't res- been responding to any emails. We've had uh, two quarterly inspections. So like it's been like six months since she responded to an email. We've had two quarterly inspections where we had to post notice on the door because she's been unresponsive. Um, and uh, then, yeah, we had this renewal coming up. And she was pretty responsive in the first six months of her tenancy. Um, she had a couple issues with smoke detectors and uh, the uh, door handle had to be adjusted. Like, so we had to send a handyman a couple times. Um, so she's always kind of like been answering emails and stuff as mm-hmm. we dealt with those types of things. And then, yeah, the last six months, she's just not responded. Um, but rent's always paid on time and all that kind of stuff. So I finally, um, I broke, I broke. A rule. I, I broke a policy yesterday, and um, because we needed to know if she was going to renew or not, otherwise um, we were going to move forward with advertising. So I actually I texted her, and I was like, you know what? If she ends up, because like the the main reason we do that is we don't do any of our communications um, by text. It keeps us. Um, away from like having people texting us at random times and like being like reachable like that we're mm-hmm. not if you have an issue email we'll deal with it when when we're at the desk yeah. so it keeps our personal lives um as far as the rental side goes just calm and and organized and we don't need to worry about random people contacting us and uh so I was like, you know what? If she texts me back, I can block her number because I'm not an emergency contact. My number isn't listed anywhere for anybody. I'm not That's an emergency fair. contact. So if she starts texting me back, I can just block her. But I just, um, yeah, I sent her just a text saying like, hey, so-and-so, um, <clears throat> you've been sent a, a renewal offer for your lease, which is expiring, and uh haven't heard anything back. Uh, please ensure that you read that email and that a response is given by the end of the day today. Yeah. And within 20 minutes, she had responded to the email. So I think she just hasn't been checking her email. And in that email, she said she's been dealing with some health concerns and blah, blah, blah. So I think she's just been kind of like absent. Mm. Yeah. But she said she does want to renew, but there was just, uh, she had some, we've, did a very slight rent increase and um, offered her another 12 month term. And she seemed to uh, want a bit of a discount on the increase and maybe not a full 12 month, 12 month term. Yeah. So uh, we 
emailed back, uh, holding strong and haven't heard back. Did you give her a deadline? Yeah, yesterday. And she didn't respond? No. Son of a gun. Yeah. Okay. Well, away she goes. Yeah. Um, life's full of decisions. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you for the update on that. And I'm going to follow along to see how it all plays out. (laughs) Um, But I'd like to get to uh, our special guest today, uh, Randall Weiss. Is is Randall here? Yeah, I did see him enter the room, so he should be. Let's uh, let's have a look here. I'm here. Good morning, Randall. How are you? I'm great and happy International Women's Day to you, Gabby and all of the things that you do to support the women in the uh, real estate investment world. I see that you've started a women's group as well. So I think that's noteworthy of today. Thank you so much, Randall. That means a lot to me. And yeah, I'm all about the uh, the girl power. I don't keep it hidden. <laughs> so I always get very excited on International Women's Day and celebrating all the women in the in the industry and in my life and all around the world. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well-deserved. So what are we talking about today? We got, uh, Uh, well, last time you were on the show, we were talking about um, uh, Southwest Ontario. And then we kind of got, we threw a little teaser out on student rentals. Mm-hmm. and uh, said that we should talk about that next time. Um, before we get into that, I mean, is there anything new and exciting with you on your end? Um, I think we're just choking along. I think the market is starting to show signs, and I guess we'll find out later today what Bank of Canada says, but I, I think they're going to hold firm to that rate. And mm-hmm. what we've seen is a lot of our... Um, top buyers, when I say top, I mean just in terms of volume, have all resurfaced if they got caught on a project or two uh, when the market started to go down a little bit there last year. They've gotten rid of those. They got cash back in hand and they're ready to roll. And like I keep saying, kind of every time that I'm on, sellers are coming to terms with kind of every day that the price of their home is not what it was at the absolute peak. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom articles out there, particularly in on Ontario about like how much home values are down month over month. But the simple fact is, if you just plot it on a graph, housing prices now aren't much different than what they were before COVID started. You know, there was that yeah. spike that went up. So anyways, I think if you take a step back, unless you bought at the absolute peak, you've still had some good appreciation and you have nothing to complain about in Ontario um, compared to other cities like, you know, that have had less appreciation like in Edmonton, right? Yeah. Calgary, Calgary seems to be running rampant right now as well. Um, some multiple offers on properties that we're hearing about and overall really healthy, but yeah, I would say it's probably the best balance between all of the markets between Edmonton, all of Ontario uh, and Calgary that I've seen since I've been doing this. Nice. Um, I just saw a question in the uh, in the chat here. Uh, Chastin wants to know: Does uh, DCI have any plans on working in Saskatchewan? Hmm. That's a great, 
great question. We were actually talking about uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. <laughs> so yeah. we, were, we were looking at that. I know some people on the ground there and we're, we're trying to plan out what that might look like. Uh, Saskatchewan's interesting. I think I'd have to look at size and, and really, I think, who would help us on the ground. So, uh, hey, if he wants to help us on the ground and he's looking to get into that, by all, by all <laughs> means, have him reach out to us because uh, my knowledge of Saskatchewan, I'll be the first one to say, is not as good as some of the other provinces that I've traveled mm -hmm. to and visited for work or been licensed in in my career. Yeah, and it wasn't for me for a while, too. And then I started doing some research on it. I'm like, you know what? This is actually pretty decent. And and nobody really talks about it very much. And uh, it is, it's pretty small communities, um, like investor communities there. But uh, they're growing uh, quite rapidly. And um, uh, Jason's, you know, one of them. Jason, reach out to uh, Randall or Adam and and, yep. uh, and and see what's up. See if you guys can figure something out. 100%. <laughs> Um, so student rentals, you got into this a little bit last, uh, last time you were on, what's the story with that? Why is that so popular right now? <laughs> well, um, because the, the rent for students per room in some of our major university towns, and I'll speak Ontario about Ontario first, and I'll let you guys weigh in with, with your experience out West, but in Ontario specifically right now. If you have a decent property that shows well, you can get close to almost $1,000 per room in some of the major markets next to some of the major universities. So crazy. When, and you take a look at what, what you need to do. And, you know, I tried to have a bunch of fancy math ready for the call here this morning, and I actually probably pulled up a couple of properties that were sitting on realtor.ca right now. And I wanted to share them with the group, but it really depends on how much money you're, you're dumping into it and how long you're willing to hold it. Right. So I think it's in terms of cash flow, it's, it, it's pretty simple figuring out your borrowing costs, your main or your maintenance costs and factoring in, you know, the good stuff for any vacancies and definitely some repairs on a mm -hmm. student, on a student rental side. But you could safely, safely budget 900 to 1,000 if you're going to have a nicer place for them to move into. Um, and that's right across southwestern Ontario. It, uh, there was articles in all of the major newspapers here about students lining up 50 to 100 students just to see uh, rooms in a house. You know, So we're coming up on, it's good that we're talking about this today, because we're actually coming up on a lot of student rental leases go May to May, right? Mm -hmm. So they're winding down the end of May. The students that know that they're returning for next year to secure a good spot, they're going to just take it May, whether they're there all summer or not, then at least they're ready for back to school in September. So there's a lot of May to May rentals. And if you take a look online right now, um, if you're looking to add one to your portfolio, you might be able to get one vacant which then you can now go in, fix up a bit, maybe add another small kitchenette somewhere with, with no stove or, or no sink, but still some cupboards and maybe like a microwave or something like that just to give them more options. Because um, often you find in the student rentals, there's just the one main kitchen, one main laundry, and you know those areas get overused and it's probably a big 
portion of um, how they value the property and stuff when they're going through, right? Obviously, the more space, the more privacy, the more entrances you have, um, the larger the property, the larger the rooms, the more you're going to fetch and rent. And obviously, if it's within walking distance to the university or college, um, you know, you're, you're going to be able to fetch a higher rent, right? Mm-hmm. You said May to May. Why May to May? Like, if why is it starting right when summer break starts? Yeah, for sure. Well, there's because a lot of students wanted their contract um, when they leave, right? So they're, they don't want to be paying for it when they're not there. So trying to get a student rental where they're just going to pay from September to May, that are in such high demand, you could post that now and you're going to get students that are already, whether they're going to be here all summer or not, or they're working a job here all summer or not, mm. they're going to secure that place because they're in such high demand. Um, I think there's roughly in Ontario alone, I think there's something like 700,000 students um, just in university, never mind all the colleges alone. Mm-hmm. So, so if you imagine 700,000 subtract okay there's going to be people that live on campus on residences but you know say even 500,000 400,000 student rentals or renters coming into the market all looking for a spot in September when there's already a shortage on rental properties and a low vacancy rate that's why somebody's going to sign you know May or June even though school doesn't start till September for sure Oh, okay. Yeah. So this, this I was I was going to say thing. it must be demand because yeah, I mean, like we have a couple of rentals that are great for students, and we definitely advertise them for students. But the common, um, the the common thing that they ask and why a lot of them end up not renting it is because we want the full year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's must definitely. I can see that with demand, and you know how you say there's people lining up. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, well documented on the news here in Ontario. Um, news articles, TV stories. There was a famous clip. Uh, I think it was in, uh, where was it? Maybe in Guelph, uh, around the university there, where there was literally a hundred students lined up out the front door. It was almost like an open house for them to view it. And they were like lined up down the sidewalk, down the street. So if you have that type of demand now as, as the landlord yourself, right, you can be a little bit more, um, stringent or strict with your rules in your lease in terms of yeah i want you to sign for a full year i'm not willing to take this on for just september to may i want a full year commitment and i think you wouldn't have any problem getting that right now Mm -hmm. isn't there like two universities side by side in guelph i can't remember the second one yeah there's a lot so in most of the towns um once you get outside of obviously in toronto there's um, two big universities, lots of colleges as well. But even as you get outside of Toronto, um, most of the major cities have at least a major college, if not a really good university. Like take Kingston, Ontario. It's got a great college and a great university of Queen's University there, right? In London, mm-hmm. you, you have Western University and you have Fanshawe College. So when we say student rental, it's not even just one, <laughs> one or the other you, depending on which area of town you want to purchase your rental in, you could have students from either or um, college or university renting. Yeah. Interesting. 
So, so like how many bedrooms are we talking about when you're buying these properties? Like, is you, are you cramming 12 bedrooms and like, are you having partition walls and stuff like that? Or is it like <laughs> your standard three bedroom house? Yeah, definitely not your three bedroom. I would say your 12 bedroom might be stretching it a little bit too. If you're turning closets into uh, quarter bedrooms, <laughs> sleep, <laughs> sleeping pods. <laughs> yeah. um but you know there's lots of nicer older homes mature homes that have four bedrooms up and the room for two if not three bedrooms in the basement with a you know at least one washroom upstairs and at least one in the basement you know obviously there's larger homes than that close to most universities that have kind of been converted into almost frat house type things and once you get up to eight bedrooms or more you know, the pr- chances are the price of that home is, is going to be um, significantly more and you'd be looking for a significant down, down payment to get into that. Mm-hmm. But regular, I'm in, if you could see me, I'm using my air quotes, like a regular home that's not completely chopped up into a student rental that still leaves you with lots of different exit strategies if you wanted to get out of it in two years that you didn't turn each bedroom into two tiny mini bedrooms. I would say those are good options out there. And now that the fact that the rental prices are so high because they're in such high demand, you would be able to get a property like that. It wouldn't need to have uh, eight to 12 bedrooms for it to cash flow. Interesting. Interesting. What's so, your version? What's your version of of uh, a student rental there? Because you were the one that brought up the twelve. So. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, we don't we don't really um, uh, dive into that that strategy here, and and mainly because it's not a very popular strategy in mm-hmm. our markets that we invest in. Um, they're kind of, especially in Edmonton and and uh, and Calgary. Like Calgary's is kind of downtown. Edmonton's kind of like it's not. It, it's in more of like a fancier kind of area where the mm-hmm. university is, and like the houses are way too expensive. Mm-hmm. And you know, to buy something that expensive to to rent out to students, it just doesn't really make sense. I don't know. What's yeah. what's your opinion on it, Gab? Yeah, I mean, like there's definitely like around our here in Edmonton, around the University of Alberta, there's definitely tons of student rentals. Um, but like Wayne said, they are like majorly expensive. It's in like the old Strathcona area, which is right on the river. And um, it's like, yeah, it's definitely super expensive to get into. And um, we just don't hear people talking about it much. And I, I like, I might be totally out to lunch, but I feel like it's almost like an older generation of investor that mm-hmm. got into it earlier that holds those houses that continues to do student rentals. Um, that is my feeling. Like I'm thinking of when I first moved to Edmonton, 2006, um, that, and, and, and like the years following that, that you would hear more of like the student rental stuff. So yeah, I just like, nobody's talking about it. I, uh, I, I, I also find like when I go down near the university, it's, it's not so much, I mean, there's, there's your older 1920s houses, like the big ones, you know, it's got, you know, six or seven bedrooms in it. Um, you know, the house is like the frat house. I was going to say with the frat symbols, the frat symbols. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, for the, the majority of it is actually multi in the area. Yeah. It's actually a whole lot of multifamily buildings, like just the streets, 
lined with Maltese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see, because I remember I spent a lot of time in Guelph and, um, um, and, and obviously I grew up in St. Catharines and, and Welland. So I kind of knew like the Brock university area, the Ni- Niagara mm-hmm. college area. I know the, um, uh, the, uh, the university of, uh, was it Waterloo? Yeah. At Guelph university. Like, you know, I spent a lot of time there. I spent a lot of time, um, in Ottawa as well around those, you know, college university towns. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I found that they were a lot more single family houses. Like whenever I go visit people, they're all in single family houses. I didn't see as much of like, it didn't seem the same as Edmonton and Calgary, in my opinion, at least. Um, and I just don't see the opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I think just hearing you speak about the fact that these universities, particularly the universities, they're in very expensive parts of the city. I would mm-hmm. echo that with kind of every city that I'm envisioning in my head, <laughs> um, at least all the the major universities in Ontario, the universities are in that prime old city center revitalized, you know, kind of neighborhoods where those houses are, at least in Ontario, a lot of those houses are a million plus for sure. Yeah. Which then back to your point, you'd have to have 12 bedrooms <laughs> in there to make it work. So I think that's where there's this push and pull of, you know, just like like any rental property, right? Like what's your location to transit or walking distance to stuff? If you're doing a student rental, it's can they walk to the university or not, right? If they can't walk and then you need a car and you need parking, that could become an issue as well just like on the interior of the home, how nice is it? Maybe Mm -hmm. it's an extra five minute walk, but it's really nice and it's a little bit more private and it's not really, you know, on a major street or something like that. I'd, because a lot of times don't forget, right? Especially if you're dealing with a lot of these students, they're still having their parents involved, right? Yeah. So, you know, if I was to do one up, I wanted to appeal to the parents just as much as I want it to appeal to the actual student itself. Cause the parent mm-hmm. is probably going to be guaranteeing part of that rental income or, or paying that rent to me. And they're going to be part of the audience and they might even be one of the decision makers that shows up, or at least at the very least getting a video tour of the property. So, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, you guys are parents. I'm a parent. If I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about one of my children about to go live in a home, away from my home and it's a difference between you know a hundred to two hundred dollars a month to have a place that was fixed up or redone or fresh paint and looked a little bit safer and secure than something else i'm always going to try and push them to that right yeah you know you want your kids to be safe right so think about who your audience is in those situations and i would say if you're planning on doing one get something that appeals to the parents for sure yeah, absolutely. So in, you know, with all that being said about like, you know, being fancy areas and, and, and university and college towns, you know, are there still opportunities? Like, do you guys get a lot of uh, good leads on, on those towns of like properties that you can make it work? I, I would say um, there's probably a higher correlation around some of the colleges because those are those shoulder neighborhoods where it's mm-hmm. a really solid, decent, working class neighborhood, nothing wrong with it, but it's also not right in the city core in the most expensive area. 
So you probably would have a better luck in Ontario finding a rental around um, the college than you would the mm -hmm. university. And also, I think if you were if if you're sitting there as an investor, does this make sense for me? Do I want to get into this? So for me, as my three kids get older, whether I want to get into it or not, it might make sense for me to figure out, hey, where are they going? <laughs> Could I make this work where instead of just paying rent to someone else, could I get into a place, have them rent, have them pick, you know, a couple of their friends as the tenants and kind of do it that way. And I think your comment of the older generations being the landlords in these situations, I think that's because they had kids that went through university already. Mm. I think for people that could afford it and, and do that, there was a point in time in all of our markets out West and in, in Ontario, where what you were going to pay for rent for one person, you might as well get in. If you had the liquid cash to buy a secondary property, you might as well get into that secondary property. Cause you know who your, one of your tenants is going to be. It's going to be your kid. You're going to be paying that one way or the other. And then you could subsidize that and have somebody kind of on the ground, making sure that the place doesn't get absolutely partied and burnt to the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, oh, shoot, what was the question I was going to ask you? I can't remember. I was going to ask uh, if you have anything to add about like the the documents, the lease contracts. Are they? Do you know if they're different um, than your normal lease contract you would have for a non-student rental? Yeah, that's a great question. I would encourage somebody on that to kind of get, I wouldn't consider myself a professional there. So I wouldn't want to give everybody advice on that. I think there's tons of different ways that you could do with the contract in terms of to protect yourself um, in all of the different situations. So, you know, if you're going to get into that and you're going to have, let's just call it a round number of uh, six, you're going to have six different tenants renting rooms from you. I think it would be worth getting legal advice from a lawyer that's maybe to, to review that because <laughs> mm -hmm. having one tenant in one house is one thing with its standard form, having six different tenants and what they, what, you know, some, some <laughs> let me take a step back. Sometimes they're even splitting like hydro bills and how do you handle disputes amongst the students in the property themselves and stuff. So I wouldn't pretend to be an expert on what you should or shouldn't put in the, the contract there. I would say, think about some of the situations that might arise and get some professional advice on that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Randall, we hit you with a whole bunch of random questions that uh, came to us throughout the, the discussion, but is there anything that you want to leave us with that maybe we uh, didn't, we didn't ask you about uh, on the subject before we wrap things up here? Uh, maybe just on the human side of, you know, the student rental, I think it's, <laughs> this is our future. This is our youth of going through here, right? We talked mm -hmm. about high rents and stuff like that. You know, I think Wayne's touched on it before too, and you, Gabby, as well, and some of your comments, right? Like, I don't, it doesn't feel great to be gouging a student. Um, I think the fact that there's just a shortage of these places out there, and maybe there's some solutions that we didn't even talk about or think about today that would mm -hmm. make sense. And maybe it has to do with some of these garden suites. Maybe it has to do with secondary units. Um, maybe it has to do with, you know, a tiny home project, um, like taking down 
a corner lot and putting in, you know, three or four tiny home units or something like that. Just, I would encourage people to kind of think about those solutions because it is kind of scary if you're a parent sitting there and you're like, my kid's about to go off to university and they could stay in residence for year one. But then after that, they're pretty much on their own in terms of finding a, a decent, safe place to stay. And with the lack of inventory just on the on the rental side, you know, I would almost put it back on us as real estate investors and listeners to this podcast to maybe think about some solutions um, in that space and maybe reinvent the the old school 12 bedroom frat house. What, what's the next generation? <laughs> maybe there's an idea that we haven't figured out yet. <laughs> Uh, keep your keep your finger on the pulse too. You never know the direction, the future of of education, and what's that, what that's going to look like. Is it all yeah. going online, or are things going to change? Are we always going to be, you know, still carrying our books and backpacks to the campus, or things? <laughs> keep your keep your finger on the pulse, guys. Like I don't, I don't know, things change so quickly, and so hard 100%. to keep up. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Um, but thank you so much, Randall, for coming on the show and, uh, and sharing all this and guys, if you guys are looking into, uh, student rentals and, uh, and you want to find some really good deals, obviously reach out to DCI and let them know what you're looking for. And, um, you know, maybe they might have a deal for you. hundred percent and have a great day. And once again, happy international women's day, everyone. All right. Okay, thanks, thanks Randall. Randall. Bye now. Alrighty, why don't we take a, a quick little break here and we'll come back. Um, just as we were talking about that, I just remembered um, our experience with students. Yeah. We And, and <laughs> I, as we were talking about it, I didn't want to go off topic, uh, but like we have, so a lot of our rentals, though they are not quote unquote student rentals, um, we have attracted a lot of students at a lot of our properties because of the proximity. Um, some of them, they, you know, they bus in or they, they drive in, you know what I mean? It's not quite right in the, you know, the, the university area. However, you know, there's good transit there. So, um, a couple stories came to mind as we were talking about that. We can, we can get into that when we get back. Sounds good. Some of you might've heard us talking about DCI properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. <laughs> so if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. New to real estate? Stuck? Maybe you need quick cash. Wholesaling is a strategy that can fit almost any investor, but it has to be done right. Hi, I'm real estate lawyer Barry McGuire, and I'm here to help. Join me in Calgary on March 18th for a full day deep dive into wholesaling. Space is limited, so reach out to Wayne and Gabby right away for their special offer. That uh, special offer that he was referring to is the 30% discount on the wholesaling workshop on March 18th in Calgary. Um, use coupon code REI Masters uh, for 30% off. And oh, I did this on the internet and I never really mentioned it on the podcast. If you use that coupon code 
REI Masters and get the 30% off, I will also, because I like to sweeten, sweeten the deal. Gab, she's got this giant grin on her face. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Well, like, I know. Go ahead. Tell them. I, let me, let, let me explain. <laughs> I, let, let me, let me mansplain this on International Women's Day. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I know how amazing these, these workshops are because I experienced them. Yeah. This is where I got all my, my education and my knowledge. So I know that sometimes people are just like they need some sort of like a little incentive. So what I'm going to do is on top of the 30% discount you're going to get, which is like four or $500 off, I will also pay for your drinks afterwards. <laughs> is that not a good offer? Yeah. Because afterwards we go down, to, it's at the Clique Hotel in Calgary. Afterwards we go down to the bar and we network for the rest of the night and we have dinner and drinks and whatnot. I'll cover your drinks. Get crazy. Let loose. <laughs> Go wild. Go wild. <laughs> it's just this that's just how committed I am to making sure that people succeed. So are you gonna like contact Donna and be like, can you tell me everybody who's used this code? Yeah, Give if, me a list. if you use the code, just just catch me in the bar afterwards. And um be like, hey, show me, show me that you use the code. And I'm like, all right. Let loose. <laughs> on my tab no big deal i don't mind no biggie anyways march 18th in calgary <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, see that was not the special offer that barry was referring to in the commercial though <laughs> <laughs> taylor says famous last words wayne with money flying away Ah, uh, no big deal <laughs> um garrett says you're gonna go bankrupt if you cover the white court team's drinks <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Um, okay. So I was thinking about a couple. What, what students What students came to mind when you thought about it? Oh, 100%. The uh, three women uh, who moved into the main floor, the three-bedroom main floor. Um, they With were the Backstreet Boys posters? Um, I don't think I'll, so. I'll explain that part of the story later. Okay. Was there actually... Because they are like generations beyond Backstreet they, Boys being relevant. They had <laughs> a, a crap oh, ton of holes oh, in the walls. Yeah, pins. Yeah, they so had they, something pinned. They, they were, I don't know if it were um, uh, boy band posters or prayer flags. I don't know what the fuck they had going on Whoa, there. Oh, easy. It was a lot of pins. Yeah. And it was a lot of holes. And they mounted a TV. And they just, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So let's talk about them because when, uh, that was actually the first time we had, um, we've had students rent from us. Yeah. Like, um, our basement suites are always very popular for, for single students. Uh, but this was the first time we had a group of students. Yeah. I'm going to, th three people, I'm going to call them a group. Sure. Um, so when they reached out, I was swindled by their professionalism like it was over the top organized um they each had letters about who they were what their background is what they're going to school for their experience living in student rentals um how they have a uh 
a roommate agreement, their own roommate agreement. This is how things work for them. They, the one person will pay the rent and collect from the other people. Uh, these are the type they have, you know, their, their roommate meetings and like, they literally laid it all out. And I was like, well, damn, like this is, this is a good option. Mm -hmm. And they also, um, all had parent backing. Um, I, I think I might, no, not co-signers, but like also, um, I think Coming maybe not all of them, but one or two of them, at least there was mention of how, um, parents were, uh, helping them with the rent and that sort of thing. Uh, uh, two of them had also had jobs outside of going to university and stuff. So it was a strong application, but it was something that we weren't experienced in. So there was a lot of, should we, shouldn't we, I don't know if this is a good idea, um, it was a main floor, so there was also a tenant um, in the basement suite. Mm -hmm. And so there's just a lot of considerations to make. But we ended up accepting them. Mm -hmm. um, and they moved in. And it was good for a while. It was good until someone forgot to empty the litter box, if you know what I mean. Uh oh. <laughs> No, you know what? Fucking cat fights. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, it was actually like it's all coming like pouring back because this was like um, yeah. I guess a, a, a few, few years, years ago. ago now. Yeah. Um, and so the first the first thing that happened was um, that we were contacted by the person, the girl that was in charge. You know that had the the roommate the agreement, alpha cat. the alpha cat. <laughs> And was paying the rent and all that sort of stuff. And um, she said, you know, uh, me and my one other roommate found out uh, some stuff about so-and-so. And, -so, and uh, we're in this situation. Uh, we need her to move out. Uh, Wasn't that something? And so apparently the one roommate was about to appear in court and was possibly going to jail. Right. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a little blurry. Do yeah. you remember why? Um, no, I don't I remember why. Up emails. <laughs> Garrett says this is a great Women's Day story. Sorry. Yeah, Wayne, we gotta oh, bring this chill, up. Oh, chill, chill out, bro. <laughs> chill. Anyways, it all went downhill from there. So they finally got her out and asked for permission to bring in another roommate for their affordability, which we said sure, as long as we can screen them. And um, then shortly, shortly after, um, it just all went like oh. mega downhill. So, so from right there, I remember there was a small issue that the person that was leaving was like, I want my damage deposit back or my security deposit back. And we said, well, actually, the security deposit was and the uh, was actually given from the alpha cat. You gave the alpha cat the just going to call her that the leader, whatever you want to call her. The leader was the one that gave us the security deposit. And therefore we give the security deposit back to the leader. And there's a little bit of technicality around that. And as far as security deposits go, when there's multiple roommates, um, they had their own shareholder, not shareholders, <laughs> roommate, <laughs> roommate agreement. And uh, that's, that's their roommate Una agreement. unanimous roommate agreement. Unanimous, yes. <laughs> um, um, 
that that's their agreement though it doesn't have to do anything to do with us so when you have a lease agreement and then there's there's roommates you should recommend that they have a roommates agreement as well that's that that would deal with their stuff um but the the security deposit goes back to the the leader whoever gave it to you right you can divvy it up if you want to but you don't have to um so therefore we said go talk to the leader and get your security deposit back and then when they, you know, however you guys do it, it's, it's in, that's that's you and guys. They, they can collect from the next roommate or whatever. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? We're not going to give you yours back and then wait for the next person to come in and give it the portion of security deposits. It's too complicated. And we're going to do it the right legal way. And yeah. um, so there was a little bit of dispute the, about and that. And the deposit is returned when the, when the term is over, not mm-hmm. halfway through when somebody leaves. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And the lease was staying in place. We weren't canceling the lease. Yeah. We were just removing her from the lease, which yeah. we allowed. But um, there were some issues with the AlphaCat. I'm going to go back to AlphaCat. Um, she was holding money back and refusing to give it to her. And then the the um, the the other girl who was leaving, she was reaching out to us for help and we're like, this has nothing to do with us. And so there was a little bit of, there was a little bit of dispute there, mm-hmm. but then you were going to go on to something else, which I don't, I, it's almost like I don't even remember past this point. Yeah. I can't actually remember what the dispute was. So they did bring in a, uh, another roommate that we had approved. Um, it was somebody that they knew it was a friend and, um, and she checked out. So we brought in the third person. Looked promising. Yeah. And I can't, I can't remember what had happened, but, um, it was like shit hit the fan with all three of them. And we were getting three young gals all emailing us, um, this person did this and this person said that, and this person is, um, threatening and we need to get those locks changed and they didn't give, this person isn't giving back the keys and, uh, the security system, this, like they, like it, something went down between them and basically they were all like, peace out. And I can't remember how we ended it. Um, was it early or was it on time that like was it the end of their lease? I can't remember. It feels like such a blur. It, I think we ended it just yeah. I, I remember one of them. Yeah, I, maybe I won't get into that. It's Women's Day. <laughs> it it was a it was a giant mess though, and like I you know there's that what Randall just talked about. There's that like human aspect of like providing housing for these people, and in this case, it would have been it would have been very affordable for, um, you know, three, three people in university to come into. I think the equivalent would have been about, uh, 600 bucks each, a little bit less, mm-hmm. including utilities and everything. So that's pretty darn good. It for, a nice, and it's, it's a, a nice beautiful problem. suite, like an absolutely beautiful suite. And, um, you know, with a really good setup too, like, um, it was just like, it, for that price point, for three people to come in and pull their funds, um, it was a really great opportunity for them, and they just couldn't make it work. So there's like that human aspect of like you know providing for these you know next generation of people coming up into the workforce and you know leading the world, but at the same time, it was so bad that like we both looked at each other and said never again. <laughs> well, it didn't. You you want to know what the okay I. I, I agree. That's a hundred percent what we did. Um, and the big reason why I feel like it affected us so much was because it didn't fit our tenant profile. 
So we built systems. Yeah. We made decisions on our properties. So most of our properties, or at least that that style of property in that area on on a certain type of tenant that we were looking for. And this application came in and we're like, well, this could work. Yeah. Right. And they said that they were going to be here for a while. They had a couple more years left on their, um, you know, their, their schooling and stuff. I'm like, okay, well, at least we're going to get two to three years out of them. This is great. And they're all friendly. So it's, you know, it's, it's going to go good and, and it's affordable for them because they're splitting the rent three ways and it just made sense. But it wasn't, it wasn't the normal tenant profile that we, that we established and that what we are used to. So when issues started to arise, we didn't have a standard protocol for how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds kind of gimmicky when I say it, like treat it like a business, but I'm actually being legit. Like if you have the same types of tenants every single time, do your your protocol or your reactions to common issues or, or disputes, they're very easy because they're like, you just, they're second nature. Like you just do it. You know what I mean? You don't think about it and it's all automated and like, okay, well, cool. If they do that, then just do this. But it's when you get situations like this that you're not familiar with that it you have to spend hours trying to figure out what's the best possible outcome that we can get from this. How do we word this email? How do we go about ensuring that, you know, that they don't trash the place? How do we ensure that everybody gets their security deposits back? How do we, you know what I mean? How do uh, roommate agreements even work? I'm Googling roommate agreements, trying to figure out, you know, do they hold up in court? And, you know, do they, can they attach them to the lease agreement? All this stuff just took away my time when I could have been focusing on building my business, Yeah. right? Had I stuck to my original tenant profile, it would have just been another day at a business. Yeah. And Wayne, I'm just remembering because you did mention the uh, Backstreet, Backstreet Boys posters um, in the one bedroom. And I'm remembering now that there was a lot that we needed to repair. It's not Holy. that they were partying and trash the place, but like there was lots of wear and tear from them. And um, so we did have to send in the handyman and do a bunch of patching and repainting and all that kind of stuff. The whole fucking house. Yeah, almost the whole suite, like the walls along the like dining and living room. It was like they had something just like massively rubbing up against like the length of the wall. And yeah, so basically almost every wall had to be patched and and repainted. And it was like it was a it was a pretty hefty bill as far as handyman bills go Mm -hmm. on a move out. And um and I'm remembering that when we returned their statement of account that the alpha cat, as you call her, um, said she's going to take us to court. And we said, OK, because, um, you know, and and little did she know that she actually meant the RTDRS. But, yeah. you know, I'm going to take you to court and blah, blah, blah. Um, but like it when it was 100% justifiable and we had all the you know evidence that we needed to um, support the the repairs that we had to make and all that sort of thing. But um, yeah, so I think that it's really interesting though, as you were talking about um, all of that, I was thinking about kind of the difference between student rentals and roommates. You know, Mm -hmm. you see a lot of times people asking questions about, has anybody dealt with with, um, roommates? And, you know, people are unsure surrounding that. And it just kind of got me thinking uh, in the few moments that I had there about how, I think that I would rather take students with a roommate agreement over a couple of people, like a couple of buddies looking to, you know, go and get a a place together. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, first of all, students, I'm not, I'm not saying generally, but I'm saying, you know, when you have a, a few people who are in a, um, you know, in a university program going to get degrees and stuff that a lot of the time they're going to be quiet, head down in the books, um, working hard towards whatever, you know, program they're working on can definitely not all the time, you know, we see, we see all the movies and the frat house parties and how crazy people can be as well. Toga. But, <laughs> toga. Yeah. The toga parties. But, but I think a, a large, a large percentage is going to be, you know, and again, depending on the programs and all that kind of stuff, they're going to be head down in the books as well. We talked about that roommate agreement, which I think in a lot of ways helped, um, helped the situation along. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when shit started to go down between the roommates, they were dealing with it internally within their roommate agreement of how to handle certain things. And, um, you know, like it, it just kept us out of it until shit really hit the fan. Whereas a couple of roommates are just like, I mean, I've had a couple, I've had roommates throughout, you know, my twenties and stuff and it never ended well. Mm -hmm. Like I those, don't... those friends that were really great friends to me are not friends anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it, when it goes down, it goes down hard. And, um, we didn't have roommate agreements. We just straight up had to break leases and, and deal with, you know, whatever aftermath came from that point on. Yeah. So I almost would prefer a student rental over just roommates 100 percent. yeah we, we don't do roommate we don't do roommates anymore. i mean we we have we do um yeah like but i guess not in a while and i mean one of them sisters. was sisters which sisters. yeah which is um a lot better of a situation i've lived with my sister as well and that always turned out well it doesn't go as um sideways Messy, because yeah. there's family involved and there's consequences yeah for sure um but friends, you're right. It ne it's never gone well. Uh, tell me a story where you live with your friend for more than a year and <laughs> and and you're still friends, or it didn't go crazy and you almost weren't friends. Um, Garrett had an example, was, and he said uh, when he I think it was Garrett he said he lived in a place and and the other person was stealing his food and it was an absolute pig. That's what ends up happening yep. is you start you should never live with your friends because you start demonizing them. Yeah. For like, I cannot believe you left a Coke can on the table. Are you you're a fucking pig? Like, why is this like, why is the, why is the sink overflowing with dishes? Meanwhile, I mean, like most of us leave our sink overflowing with dishes, but. Can, can I, um, or when you grow up in uh, Nelson, BC, stop using my scissors to cut your weed. <laughs> I swear I bought so many pairs of scissors. This is an actual problem with one of my roommates that went very sideways. That's my girl. Yeah. That's my <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Yeah, man. I went there. It, but, like, it, but that's, you're right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, people are up in your space where it's one thing to go out for drinks with them or, like, to confide in them with your, with your deepest secrets um, and to have someone to, to hug you when, when you're down. But when you live with them, I mean, think about when you moved in with your spouse. Jeez, it wasn't as, as as glamorous as what it was when you were dating. I, I moved. I'm not talking about you, Gabby. I'm just saying to the people. I'm just saying to the people. It's it's like you start like, are you fucking serious? Gabby had to train me how to put the toilet seat down for like six months. So she trained me like a dog. And I still haven't figured out how to train him to change the toilet paper roll. 
<laughs> Where she goes, Gav. Uh, JD says, my roommate and I have been roommates for three years now, and we've known each other for 13 years. Wow. Yeah. That's All right. awesome. I mean, it exists. It's possible. It's possible. Everything's yeah. possible. And I think it also takes just like two really respectable people and two... <laughs> what? Saying I'm not respectable. <laughs> hey, we still live together. True. It's been... Going strong. 14 years Fif we've lived together? 15, 15. Lived together. 14. Yeah. Um, anyways, but like when one person is a slob and the other is a clean freak, like you know that that's not going to go well, right? It's going to make a great sitcom. <laughs> yeah. So you just um, – and that's a, that's a really important question that you ask people if you do have pe uh, roomies that are, are looking to, you know, rent from you is have you lived together before? Mm -hmm. Because if they have – if they lived in their previous place and now they're looking for a new place together, um, that's a good sign. It means it's it's been working so far, right? Yeah. Whereas if they're, you know, no, we haven't, and they're just looking to move in for the first time together, well, you might have some problems in four or five, six months. Yeah, don't don't play the old desperate thing where just like, oh, it's thing, the suite's been empty for a month. I might as well just get them in. Don't pull a Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Never ends well. <laughs> Never, Never ends well. Never <laughs> ends well. Um, <laughs> I uh, so, so that was one example. Um, we've had a bunch of students um, who are in school. So there was there was Shana as well. It's been long enough now. I think that it's like she wasn't a student. Yeah, she was a law student. She's a legal student. You forgot. It's a lot, like what do they what do, what do they call it when like after fifty years they they release all the 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 government files um <laughs> like enough time has passed now that we can say her name yeah limited <laughs> statute of limitations or whatever the heck it's called um yeah it's been long enough we can say her name now she ain't following us she was a she was a psycho yeah not saying all students are psychos but that one was so i'm just like i'm just remembering all the students that we've had in the past and they were all kind of yeah they didn't ugh. never ended well <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, so, I'm not saying like don't do student rentals, but our student rentals or our students were. That's a that's a funny concept, you know. Like you think like oh, legal student, somebody going, you know, for whatever. You think like oh, that's professional. They must be, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when they try to turn that on you in an RTDRS hearing oh, and do give, hand you a 300 page uh, counter suit, she thought she was Allie McBeal. <laughs> And really, really ruined my day. <laughs> I won. We won. Yeah. Just a heads up, we won. But God Almighty, um, we've also um, we so this 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 woman that's uh, that's avoiding us right now. Um, not avoiding us, but avoiding renewing her lease. Um, isn't she like a teacher or a professor or something like that? Of some sort, yeah. She well, she works at the university. Okay. All right. So, I yeah. mean, like, same thing, like yeah. the proximity and the affordability uh, work for her as well. She has to travel a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but, you know, she's looking for something in the area or close to transit that's affordable for her and whatever she does at the university. Um, so it's not always just students. Like, you can also have, you know, maybe higher end executive rentals for, you know, higher end professors or or like not all professors get paid really well you never know mm -hmm. right so 
they might want something that's not a frat house or a room rental. So perhaps, you know, there is opportunities for people who can afford a little bit more in the area. If your city um, allows it, you know, like, again, it's really some of these university uh, uh, areas or towns, they, man, they're expensive around that area. Like, like you said, Old Strathcona for Edmonton, um, you know, Calgary is kind of like in the downtown area. Like it's, um, yeah, mo- most cities, like for some reason, the neighborhoods around them are just like the most established, most expensive areas for some reason. I don't know why, um, why that is, but, um, you know, there is an opportunity if you can find a property that kind of works or it's within proximity or it's got a good transit that there's always the possibility that you, your tenant profile could be individuals that work at the university or college or technical institute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so lots of different options. Um, but, you know, to summarize what I was saying a little bit earlier is that um, don't just be all willy-nilly about it. And we're like, well, I could rent to moms with one kid. I could rent to students of up to four. I can rent to um, a trades worker who weeks one week on, one week off at a town. Like, just pick one. You know what I mean? And it's not just, you can have lots of different tenant profiles and, or you can say that this property can literally rent to anyone, but as a business owner, as a business operator, you want to make sure that you put good systems in place and that, that are, that you can, that are easy to put on autopilot. And in situations like we just explained, we had never done roommates. We had never done students before. I'd never looked into a, a roommate agreement and that ended up taking a lot of my time and energy. Mm-hmm. And when shit's going sideways and the emails are flowing in, even though I'm ignoring the emails, that stuff is eating away at my energy. It's eating away at my, my, at my mind. And I can't think I'm not, you know, I could have been working on a deal, but like I'm thinking about that stuff or I could have been present with my family, but I'm thinking about that stuff. I'm like, just one second, one second. I'm just, I'm busy with something. I'm, I'm, I'm drafting an email. You know what I mean? Like, do you really want that? Is that the whole reason why you got into real estate to deal with this nonsense? No, it's to make money. It's to get a little extra cash flow. It's to leave something behind for your kids. It's to pay for an extra vacation. So, um, whatever business it is that you grow, you build, um, put it, make it something that you can put on autopilot that you can delegate off to someone else so that it's not eating away at you and taking away from the things that are most important. So treat it like a business. That's how I wanted to summarize. I think that's a really great place to end it here. All right, guys. Um, thinking about talking about the underused, uh, what do they call it? You, know, you did promise them Thursday, didn't you? Underused housing tax. Yeah. I, uh, I think that'd be a really good topic for tomorrow. Got everything all set up here. and got some, uh, some good information. So we can dive into that tomorrow. I guess I'll see you guys then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 